Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. Stop your slow clap. <laughs> why, are you, why are you from Texas now? Because uh, I got to choose my stock. How's <laughs> that for high energy? That's false advertising. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Does every actor that portrays a cop in a movie have to wear a fedora? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Mike Field is dead inside. I'm actually trying to figure out who Brooklyn Decker's married to. Nice. What? She doesn't so, say it like she that. She does say it like that. She doesn't say it's it like stupid. that. stupid. Cowards. Cowards is what they're called. Mike. They're called cowards. Hello, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast now. Rango. Shut up and Rango. get to the synopsis. Just shut up and get to the synopsis. <laughs> Rango is a pet chameleon always on the lookout for action and adventure, except the fake kind, where he directs it and acts in it. After a car accident, he winds up in an old western town called Dirt. What this town needs the most is water, but they also need a hero and a sheriff. The thirsty Rango instantly takes on the role of both and selfishly agrees to take on the case of their missing water by Napier Slugs. <laughs> Interesting. I like that name. <laughs> they call me Slugs. Napier Slugs. Rango has a runtime of 107 minutes. It's rated PG. Production budget of $135 million. Released on March 4th, 2011. That was a Friday. It was raining that day. No, opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> opening weekend, it did 38 million. Domestic total, it did 123 million. Worldwide, 245 million. So it was a hit, Butler. Woo! Another, uh, there we go again. More Ric Flair with you. Production <laughs> company, uh, several production companies at Paramount Pictures, Nickelodeon Movies, Blind Wink Productions, which is Gore Verbinski. We'll get into Gore Verbinski. GK Films, which is Graham King, and then Industrial Light and Magic, distributed by Paramount Pictures. So on March 4th, it was released up against a movie that we just did, The Adjustment Bureau, right? Yes, that just came out. We did. <laughs> uh, and also Adjustment Bureau, Take Me Home Tonight, which I like. I think we should put on the list. And Beastly. And then on the 5th, you had a limited release of Red State, the Kevin Smith horror movie. That's a horror movie, right? Yeah, I never saw it. I wanted to, but I didn't catch it. I haven't seen it either, and then someone told me I should see it, and then I was just like, okay, and then I have yet to see and it. And then you saw Walrus, and you were like, nah. Man. I did not see Walrus. <laughs> I, had, I saw the trailer for Walrus, and I was like, can you just do Clerks 3? <laughs> uh, March 11th, you had Battle Los Angeles, Mars Needs Moms, and then Red Riding Hood. Uh, Mars Needs Moms is the competition here for right. Rango, since Rango's a kid's movie. The week before, which was the 25th of February, you had Hall Pass and Drive Angry. Um you know, I saw Hall Pass. I was like, ah, it's not bad. But the more I think about Hall Pass, I'm just like, eh, that movie's just no. Not that, no. We're not, no. Just a no. No? Just a no. You don't want a Hall Pass? No, that's <laughs> stupid. That whole idea is dumb. Anyway, directed by Gore Verbinski. Uh, Verbinski has done all three of the first Pirates movies, not the fourth or fifth one. The five? forgettable two, last two, yes. Yeah. He's done The Lone Ranger, which is an episode that we have done. That's right. He did The Weatherman, which I think we should put on the list. And he also has done The Ring, the original Ring, the remake of the Ringu movie. Um, so anyways, 
Screenplay and story was by John Logan. He was nominated for an Oscar for Gladiator, The Aviator, and Hugo. He also has written Bats. And then Butler, Star Trek Nemesis. Which I know you sucked. love that. Oh. And he was real proud of the fact that he wasn't a big uh, Star Trek guy. That or no, wrote. the director wasn't. Yeah, it's not So good. he wrote this movie going, oh, this is going to be great. And then the director was like, yeah, but I don't like Star Trek. So I'm going to purposely make a movie for people that don't like Star Trek. Great. Well, he had a young Tom Hardy as a young John, John Luke Picard clone. Uh, it drove Tom Hardy to drugs. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's how bad Star Trek Fun facts. All right. Uh, he also, Logan has also written Alien Covenant, Skyfall, and Butler's favorite, Spectre. I like Skyfall. Verbinski <laughs> <laughs> is credited with the story. He has done, uh, he wrote Cure for Wellness for those out there who's keeping track. I've never seen that one. Really? Yeah. All right. Did you like it? Cure for Wellness? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's a little long. And, but the idea of it is interesting. It's just, it's, it's a horror. It's like right. a horror. It's a horror drama. It's all right. I mean, it's just, I would say watch it. It's not worth, it's not a waste of time. Let's right. put it that way. All right. Uh, also at the story credit is James Ward Burkett. He is a, he's the storyboard artist for Baby Driver, and he I believe he was also a storyboard artist for the first Pirates, first three Pirates, which makes sense since it's an animated movie that he would get a story credit because he's probably writing up the the uh, storyboards for him as they're going along. It's a, yeah, right. it's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, cinematography, which if you I guess you can count that, uh, is probably just him standing in a room going, "Yes, you should do it like that." Is Roger Deakins who has won the Oscar for. 1917, Blade Runner 2049. He was also nominated for Shawshank, Redemption, Fargo, Kundun, or Brother Art there. The man was there. Most most Coen Brother movies. <laughs> he's uh he's Big quite time. he's yeah, he's nominated for quite a bit. Deacons is a very, very famous uh cinematographer. I think in terms of a movie like this with Rango, they've probably got the sets pre-built. They can probably do time of day, and then he can probably tell them where to put lights and where to put yeah, the Yeah, this is what it would look like. This is what I want it to look like. Yeah. Take the camera, put it here. They yeah. have the action already playing out like a video game. You move the camera around. Would be yeah. How I can't see that. I hear you. Composed by Hans Zimmer. He's uh, He won the Oscar for The Lion King. He's nominated for Dunkirk, Interstellar, Inception, and the new Sherlock Holmes movie. He's also been nominated for a bunch of stuff, which I think I brought up before. 11 nods and one win. Produced by John P. Carls, Graham King, and Verbinski. I already told you about uh, Verbinski and King's uh, production company. King has won the Oscar for producing The Departed. He's also The Town, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Blood Diamond. Carls has done Open Season, I believe all of them, and Queen of Cotway. And then, obviously, Verbinski pretty much produces the movies that he does, which I've already mentioned. Edited by Craig Wood, who has done The Mexican, The Road, Tomorrowland, an episode we did, Butler. Me Mexican might be good for us. That might be a forgotten cinema. Uh, probably, yeah. I think so. He also has edited the Budweiser commercial with the frogs. For those people out there who remember those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our cast is Johnny Depp as Rango. Depp was nominated for an Oscar for Sweeney Todd, Finding Neverland, and Pride of the Caribbean. Isla Fisher as Beans. She's in Wedding Crashers, Confessions of a Shopaholic, and Tag, another one that we want to put on the list. Abigail Breslin as Priscilla, who's nominated for an Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine, and she's also in the two Zombieland movies and Nims Island. Ned Beatty as the mayor, nominated for an Oscar for Network. He's also in Deliverance, if you know what I'm referring to. He's also famous for that scene. Uh, and <laughs> Superman and oh, he's yeah, that's right. I forgot about Superman. Just a little. Just a little I forgot about Otis. Just just a Otis Otisburg. Otisburg. <laughs> and he's also in T plays Lotso in Toy Story Three. Lotso's a bad guy. Alfred Molina <laughs> as Roadkill. He's in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, <laughs> Adios, Ovito. Uh Spider-Man 2, Chocolat. Magnolia. That's actually Spider-Man 2 and Chocolat. That's not Spider-Man 2 colon Chocolat. That'd be a weird movie. Although I'm, I'd watch it. Magnolia and Frida. 
He's also in, I also bring him also in Boogie Nights. He's in one of my favorite scenes of Boogie Nights where he's in the, when he's they're trying to sell the Coke to him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's, when he's talking to the boys, like that, he's Chinese and he's, he's throwing the, uh, <laughs> the firecrackers. Anyways, Bill Nye is Rattlesnake Jake. He's from Love Actually, Underworld, Shaun of the Dead, and The Girl in the Cafe. Stephen Root is Doc slash Merrimack and Mr. Snuggles. I guess he's in three different roles. Uh, he's from uh, TV's News Radio, Jimmy James, the man so nice to name them twice. Office Space, <laughs> Dodgeball, Perry Mason, the TV show, the, actually the new one that's out that I just started watching. And then you have Harry Dean Stanton, plays Balthazar. He was an alien, the original alien, not the 85 that have come after. Big Love, the TV show, Big Love. Cool Hand Luke and Escape from New York. Uh, uh, Harry Dean Stanton passed away uh, three years ago, 2017. Rest in peace. Timothy Oliphant as the spirit of the West, which is basically supposed to be uh, Clint Eastwood. Yep. He's in the TV show Deadwood, TV show Justified, The Girl Next Door, and the movie Go, which is another one we did for our season five. So many throwbacks. Right? <laughs> Ray Winstone as Bad Bill. He's in The Departed, Indiana Jones, and the Crystal Kingdom, The Crystal Skull, and Sexy Beast. And then Vincent Carthizer as Ezekiel slash Lasso Rodent. He was in the TV show Angel. He played Angel's son. Uh, he was in the TV show Mad. Pete Campbell from Mad Men. He's an alpha, and he's also in In Time. So, Butler, you recommended this movie. Yeah, do you need a drink of water after you, you listen to You like that? <laughs> you like that? I was fast, too. I was like, yeah, I was like that fast guy on Micro Machine. <laughs> uh, I just lost probably some other audience there. <laughs> so, here's the thing. I'm going to be straightforward with everyone here. I don't like this movie. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a bad person. I just oh, it's, that's clear. I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't go so forth so far as say I hate it. I'm not going to say I hate it because I can, I'm sure I can find stuff that was OK. I just there's just nothing in this movie that I have any kind of emotion towards. I just don't care. And, and I know that you hate when I say that, but <laughs> I just don't like this movie, Butler. So tell me why I should like this movie. I think this movie is. Tell me why I'm wrong. I should say the animation in this movie, first off, is is incredible. And even if you watch it today, it's still um, amazingly detailed and it's got grounded in this realism. It's got this darkness that you don't find in most kids animated movies. And it's got so much interesting comedy. It's got comedy that almost entirely goes over kids heads. It's I can't say it's not meant for kids, but at the same time, it's definitely meant for adults to watch it. Like hand in hand with kids in terms of the comedy, it's not. Something like every like a Pixar film, every once in a while we'll throw something out for the adults. This is something that I think is like equal measures. All right, kids and adults can watch this movie and each get their own thing out of it. I, I think the story is interesting. I think the character of Rango is I, I love the character of Rango. And even the other characters. And I just think the comedy is 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 really good in the way it it looks and it's lit and the story. I just think I just really enjoy this movie and and I don't get why you didn't. And I put this on this film because I knew you hadn't seen it. And I was so like, Phil's going to love this movie. I'm going to put this on here. He's going to he's going to really like this one. This is going to be a good pick for our, you know, we try to do like one kid's movie sure, season. Sure. And he's going to fucking love this movie. man. This is going to be it. Well, OK, well, maybe this is why. And you mentioned it. <laughs> you mentioned it briefly. You said that this is a movie for for both adults and ch- ch- kids. Right. And, and that's fine. See, I don't I don't get that. What I get is that they try to do both. and it. And it just made it like this thing that's down the middle that it's neither. I don't think it's neither for children or it's for adults. Like, I think it it doesn't commit either way, which is probably why it loses me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can I understand what you're saying about Pixar, like Inside Out. I talked about Inside Out before where you watch that movie and there's things in that movie that 
you're emotional, but you, you really don't get emotional unless you're a parent because you understand what they're saying there. Right. I don't think that's the same as where they're trying to appease both adults and kids. You know, like I can see like if Verbinski said something like, where like this is what we're doing. He pitches Rango. Right. And he pitches it like the, men, the fantastic Mr. Fox, which is not for kids, which is the Wes Anderson uh, kind of like Isle of Dogs kind of thing, which is those, those aren't for kids. PG. I understand that. <laughs> I get that. But it's not they're not they're not for kids. Mr. Right. Fox is, is PG-13 or R, I think. They're knifing PG? people in that movie. All right, whatever. Anyways. Uh so I maybe he like pitched that and then like Nickelodeon's like, okay, that's great, but like we're Nickelodeon, so like it's gotta have some like kid stuff in there. And then like, well, we'll have the chase scene, we'll do this. Oh, okay, that's great. The kids will love that. But like I feel like it's just it's all lip service both ways. And I can't maybe I just can't find something to latch on to to love this movie like you love it. I, I I'm not gonna I'm gonna knock in the animation. And, right. you know, and I'm not not suggesting this to people. People like Rango, that's fine. It's just not a movie that I would I would really watch again. You know, like there's got to be movies that you that, that people like, oh, my God, this movie's so great. And you're just like, eh, it's OK. I'm not going to ever watch it again. But all right. There's not movies like that for you. I mean, I, I think within every movie, there's always something that I would even if I'm like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, there's always some stuff I like or some stuff I don't like. I never have like no opinion whatsoever. I don't say I have no opinion. I just told you my I, opinion. You now gave me your opinion. No. And I will cut no, this out. Uh-uh, but you no, gave me an no. opinion the first time. Because I felt nothing. Listen, if you're going to throw stuff like that back in my face. <laughs> that's what you, you wanted. This you wanted this. And this is what I get again. I appreciate right, this. Sure. The first time was just Fine. that you gave me. Then let's go. Was nothing. Well, I think maybe this movie also. Maybe highlights our difference in ages. It's in terms yeah. of what's funny. What we what works. Well, what how we experienced it at what age? Like, so Rango's 2011. So I'm oh, quick math. I'm 34. Okay. You're I'm just out of college. Yeah. I'm 20. So I don't know. There's like different that. sentimentalities. <laughs> there's, it's no, a no, difference. If you're 34. I'm 22. Okay. There's different. There's just different sentimentalities in terms of like how you're experiencing the world. You're 22. I mean, but like, it's almost like, your emotional age is probably a little younger. I think for men it is. Or probably. It, it usually is. That's I'm how it, still, I'm still like five, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Christ. How many, how many Ric Flair woos are we going to get this episode? Uh, I don't know. Now that you pointed it out. Start a cl- it's a cliche. <laughs> now, 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 when you, now when you tell me, I've got to cut out all your uhs, and, and I'm going to be like, like well, cut out woos? all your woos. <laughs> <laughs> 78 woos. This I, just, I just hope when you're editing now and you're just kind of like, Wolves, why did I do that? Come on. Elise is yelling, what's wrong with you? I was wooing everywhere. <laughs> I have to take a break. I'm wooing on cracking one open. I'm wooing on two player bros. I do woo a lot on crack. <laughs> I don't think oh, I'm wooing. Man. <laughs> don't, don't, if you don't ever get famous because the impressionists know what to do now. The woos. <laughs> so anyway, I was with Mike Pollard. He just goes out of my head and he's like, woo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I just I feel like I maybe this movie like I said highlights our differences sure which is not bad it's just we do you know we experience movies different ways that's fine so you didn't laugh at any of the, the comedy bits which was like when he gets he goes in the jar and the, the, he's with the frog yeah when he's running in the jar we, and he runs in the jar yeah that's like, hey, fine I, mean? I was okay I was okay with that it was funny yeah when he's in the, did you like the bar scene? When he's telling the, the when he's telling scenes. the story, yeah, I thought it was a little long. 
and it got I kind of got bored of it. I think that might be my one knock on the movie is that I think the whole movie could be an hour and a half. It doesn't need to be 147. I will say this, that I think I think kids movies, I think horror films and I think to some extent comedies all need to be 90 minutes. You can't you go you want to go to 100 fine, but I'm sorry, but you need to be you need to be short. Classic Verbinski, always going a little over. Well, here's the thing, and 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 for for a variety of reasons, because we can handle 90 minutes of storytelling, and it makes you cut your story down to what you absolutely need in there. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not. I, I I'm not saying dramas. I'm not saying like big action movies or something like that. But we're talking like three different genres. It it forces you to be efficient, and it forces you to be a great storyteller. But but especially with kids movies. I mean, I have kids and they're not going to sit in a film for two hours. It's it's just it's they're running around. They don't want to be there. You, you know, you even if you like the movie as an adult, you're like, oh, I want to watch this. The kids are running around. Come on, let's go. And we I remember we, the first movie we went to was the Lorax. And I can't remember how long the Lorax was. but We tried to go with all three of them. And it was like uh, it was a disaster. We just had a, we we're like, let's just go. Let's just get out of here and leave because it was just we couldn't do it. it it's just and then we're like, we're never coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. So, yeah. So to that point, I think a 90 minute movie, maybe I have I feel a little different about this because mm-hmm. there's just that's just too it's just draggy for me. And and and, and my, it might not even not even draggy like, oh, my God, these 15 minutes, Nick, but maybe it's just a minute. Maybe it's two minutes. You know, it's two minutes too long kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Right. So you you had a problem with that scene. Just, not that. See, I didn't think that scene was that long. I love that scene. But okay. I think there are there are certain moments of. Oh, what's the word? In, uh, like I always bring this up, the self-indulgence okay. um, that you see in movies. Sometimes it's an actor's self-indulgence. Sometimes it's a director's or an editor's or the music is just way too much at some points. Oftentimes it's the director and then in the editing room not knowing where to cut his film. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some parts like in the moments where all of a sudden you see all those shots of the desert and he's looking out and the cactus changes or it, and then it eats the frog or whatever. And, and you go through the sunset and the sunrise. It all looks beautiful. And it's definitely showing off the technology which I think they only used one more time after this. I'd have to go back into my notes, but I think they only used the technology a couple more times. It's an amazing looking film. Yes. And I definitely appreciate the visuals, but watching it a second time, I was like, but I, I've seen this, this shot of the, the sunset's great, but yeah. you don't really need it. Yeah. And I think if they cut that down, cause I think they do it twice in the film, you know, cut down some of this desert shots and all those. It's like, I get it. It's an expansive world, but let's tone it down. Yeah, a lot of stuff with maybe the conversation with the mayor as well. And when he goes to the office and he when talks he goes about the to water the office and then when he's on the golf golf range. Right. OK. Although I do like when he's on the golf range because Rango's always shown as this kind of doofy character as this, this he's a fish out of water, but he's not shown as an idiot. You know, he doesn't want to be the sheriff, but he's not bad at his job, which I really like when he goes to the mayor on the golf course and he basically knows. I think you had something to do with this. Right. And basically accuses the mayor. I really like that scene because of how smart Rango is. And the mayor's like, oh man, he's a coward, but he's not an idiot. Right. And I think he might have made a mistake making him sheriff. Okay. And that's when they get Bill, obviously. Oh, well, what was his name again? Rattlesnake Bill? Rattlesnake no. Bill. Was it? That oh, was Rattlesnake Jake. That's Jake Rattlesnake Jake. Yeah. That. Well, Bill Nye. Okay. That's when they that's when he goes, well, we need to get Jake. Right. Rattlesnake Jake is bring And he wasn't around because of the bird that he was, was afraid over, of the, the bird. bird. Right. Which is very, I know, I think I think we've talked about this before. It's very, uh, it's very a bug's life that that idea, which is fine. It's it's I'm not that's not a knock. It's yeah. just it's similar. Little it makes sense. Stuff, yeah. Creatures are free. that that makes sense. The you know, but it's it's like a is it a hawk a vulture it's a hawk, hawk with yeah. that metal beak, which I really like. 
Gives right. him a southern western flair. Right. I did like the double malting. I thought that was funny. Oh, when yeah. he gets freaked when, out. Yeah, when he malts yeah. twice or when it because it gets hot. No, when he gets out of the car and it gets super hot. And yeah, he, and, and he, it, well, he's yeah. not used to that. He's used to air conditioners. And yeah, stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Which I love the beginning scene. I love him setting up his actors and him basically telling you the plot of this film. Mm-hmm. You gotta have drama. You gotta have emotion. You gotta have this. There's gotta be a twist at the end. And it's like he's basically setting up what you're gonna watch. That points to the plot. <gasps> That's it. Conflict. Victor, you were right. I have been undefined. People, I've had an epiphany. The hero cannot exist in a vacuum. What our story needs is an ironic, unexpected event that will propel the hero into conflict. So is that why the armadillo doesn't die? Is that the... The armadillo's on this immortal quest. But, he's, but yeah. he got run over. So the armadillo's <laughs> always got run over, apparently. <laughs> they just I, pop right back I up. just, I don't know. I, I, I like the armadillo. He is very weird. But yeah. I, I like that. that no. you see I'll see you again at the end. <laughs> I, just, I love that. I, I think that's really weird. But, you know, really, that's what I think I liked about this movie as well is the weirdness. That just complete absurdity. I, I really appreciate that kind of look of the film. And, and I like that Rango is this, even though he's a chameleon, he's this actor who's quote unquote a chameleon. All right. And he's out in the world trying to pretend to be something he's not. Right. And try to get into the role. I think that's really interesting. And that's maybe self-indulgent of me. Are you laughing because like of that. the commercial? <laughs> I, I am like, yeah, now I am. It's a commercial about me being a chameleon. But that was like for a different movie. I was just yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, we used it for the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do really like that. I think I like the character of Rango. I don't know if the other characters are quite as, as good. Beans is funny in that she stops and she has her. her well, what is that? What is that whole tick thing that she stops and freezes? Is that something to do with her animal? What kind of animal is she? I don't know. Some of these animals are so bizarre and so weird that I can't tell what they are. I would say a lot of them are weasels. Maybe but. is she a weasel? Beans? She's definitely a lizard. But what kind of lizard I can Oh right. Okay. Okay. All right. I didn't get that part. I like the um I thought the yodeling that they used during the chase, uh, where he when Rango first shows up and he kills the hawk mm-hmm. accidentally and they use that yodeling. So I thought that was very, very Arizona like. I don't know if that was a purpose or they just kind of I don't know. I think that's why I think I thought you might like the movie. It's, it's, there's a lot of... Because of that one yodeling scene? There's a lot of homage to other westerns and other other kind of southern kind of deserty films in this. There's a fear and loathing reference in this movie. Well, there's a little like homage to it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, no, there's. I think some of the trippy desert stuff is definitely fear and loathing. But yeah, you actually see yeah. uh, his Hunter S. Thompson character when he goes flying out of his car. Yeah. I, I think... I think the the whole idea of it of my the whole thing I just talked about before, which was pick a lane kind of thing, you know, kids are moving kids. I think that really just kind of shadows or I shouldn't say shadows, but shades the entire movie for me. Mm-hmm. So even if there's stuff in the movie like, oh, I like that, oh, I like that, oh, I like that, it's still I'm still have this thing in the back of my head where it's just like I I can't connect to this movie. That that that's probably a, a I probably already said that, but that's probably the best thing is like I just. I cannot connect to this movie on any level to enjoy it or appreciate it. Like you can, mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I don't, I don't have that. It could be the reason I said before about kids and adults and pick a lane and all that stuff. It could just be, you brought it up where, you know, you've seen stuff like that before, like the sunset and you talk about how it, maybe the homages are not homages in my opinion. They're more, they, they're, they're affecting me in terms of just, 
a ripoff, but like I've seen this. So it's just adds to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I can't give you that answer. All I just know is that I had a tough time connecting to this movie uh, like you did. I'm probably like 95% of the other people that watch this, that listen to this uh, (laughs) podcast. And that's fine. 45 wins and 25 nominations. For that's what you show. Yeah. What? Yeah, okay, please. What? What? Film festivals. Uh, one one Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Oh, for the animation. For, nah, did it win animation? Uh, yeah, best animated feature film. No, was Pixar not uh nominated that year? Uh, it's probably like check dinosaur. Check it. I bet you it wasn't even nominated. It wasn't even a Pixar movie nominated that year. I bet you probably didn't even make one. They were like, hey, we're gonna opt out. You can have it, Rango. Or it was a bad Pixar movie. Was yeah. it Planes? Good dinosaur. Was it Planes, Planes. Fire and Rescue? <laughs> <laughs> Rango, A Cat in Paris, Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda 2, and Puss in Boots. Yeah, so so no Pixar movie. So that's why it won. Even if Pixar doesn't doesn't always deserve. Uh, I agree, agree, but they usually get it. They do usually get it. I think the last one, uh, was Dinosaur nominated? Dinosaur was nominated. I don't know. No, it was was nominated? God, why? Because it's Pixar. Hmm. But that's fine. Congratulations on your on your animation <laughs> award. Congratulations on your pedestal, Mother. Are you enjoying yourself? There? Asterisk. No Pixar <laughs> movie was nominated. It also won the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, the How Saturn many times Award. I got to tell you that nobody cares about the Golden Globes. <laughs> the EDA Award, the EDA Female oh, Focus really? Award. Really? It's great. It's great. <laughs> it won an Eddie. Oh, an Eddie? Oh, my God. The American Cinema Editors. Award, I guess. No, oh, congrats. The Annie Awards. I'm just gonna keep on. I'm, the I'm only Annie the, Awards. I'm only in the A's, man. <laughs> I'm done. Please go ahead. No, keep going. Keep going. Ones. I want to hear them all. I want to hear them all. Oh, let's hear the losers. Time. Let's hear the loser ones. <laughs> <laughs> the Indiana Film Journalist Award. Oh, the Iowa Film Awards. Those are tough to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's some stiff competition out there. Well, the Young Artist Award for who? Oh, Abigail Breslin for her voiceover. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, really? Oh. Come on. <laughs> I mean, she's great in Little Miss Sunshine, but that was a that's kind of like a Sundance Darling type nomination. That was when like you had those one movies that would come out of Sundance that everybody would talk about and they would just anoint the Sundance Darling movie. And that's the movie that would get the big release. And that's it was so it was kind of like a formulaic kind of thing. And hopefully they, they kind of turned away from that, if that, but that's usually what happens. I don't know how we got. I don't know how I went down that road. So, so well, go ahead. Did did you like the owls? Oh, the 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 our chorus. Yeah, or the of? the kind of what was the word I'm looking for? The unreliable chorus and reliable narrator because they pretty much lie to you. Yeah, in the, the opening idea, of the thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're they're fine. I mean, they were they're there just to basically move the story along. So that doesn't you know they right. good job. But <laughs> I don't know. I just I mean. And you felt nothing for Rango himself. Like, did I feel bad when his he was left in the desert? Well, like for his character, like you didn't. So you didn't have like you say you don't connect to the film at all, but you also didn't connect to Rango at all or anything. That's, his exploits. I think that's the crux of the film. If you don't like Rango, I don't think you can like that's, the film because the rest of the town is so bizarre and gross that that that. That might be that might be accurate. The more accurate, the more I think about it. He's just he's a he's a quick talker. He's a fast talker. He's not. There's a there's a bit of a disingenuous vibe I get from him. Mm-hmm. So I can't. But maybe because he's an actor and he's a thespian, like you're talking about. I uh, yeah. Maybe he's kind of like he's lying to them. But that's that's 
in all these type of movies where like somebody always like the main character is lying to somebody about who they really are. And then they kind of start to, you know, fall in love or kind of love the town. I am trying to remember a, a movie where like, I, it's in the back of my head where the guy comes to town and like, like Harold Hill from music man kind of thing. He's lying to them. He's a yeah. shyster. He's, he's putting them on. And monorail. <laughs> that's a different show. And then he's, um, you know, those, so that kind of idea. Right. Uh, you know, it's just there. Harold Hill on that and on other people, like there's boxes that they tick off in terms of like, as you're watching the story where like, you know, he endears you to him. So I don't think Rango does that. I don't think, or does it not enough for me? Okay. Where, where it's kind of like, Oh, I want him to succeed. Maybe I just, maybe it's kind of, you know, I see it coming. You know, like that kind of thing. Maybe it's like I've seen it before. I, I don't know. It's just I like I said, I know how I feel. I just don't know why I feel it. So, right. Certain things. Um, I like I said, I know I, I there's no connection there. I don't know necessarily what it could be. I'd probably have to watch it again. I'd probably have to sit down and be like, Why don't I like this movie? <laughs> really like get into it. Like well then well, we talk about whether it's for kids or adults and stuff like that. Did you get the thespian joke in there? The thespian slash lesbian joke in there? Uh, I probably did. Yeah. Yeah. So did you like that? Nah. Yeah, exactly. See, this is, that's, that's maybe in 2011. I did. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not, not, I'm not saying whether I'm not here to judge whether it's in bad taste or not. Right. I, and it's really not. It's more of like, he's confused and he doesn't understand right, like yeah. what he's saying, but it's just, it's a joke that doesn't play The like the kids don't get that. And if the adults get it, okay, good for you. But, it's really not that. I just don't. I don't think it fits. I just don't think it fits. And maybe there's more of that in the movie, like the big boob toad, like the the toad, <laughs> and like that stuff like that. Like I just don't think it fits. I, I, and I'm not saying it in terms of somebody who's like a parent going, "I don't want my kids to be exposed." That no, I'm not, I don't mean it like that. My kids can't watch big boob yeah, toad. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, this. Can't make jokes like that. <laughs> I just don't think it. It necessarily just fits within the movie i'm okay if stuff like that's in the movie where it's a little risque but it's gotta it's gotta work and if it doesn't work then it stands out and i think that stands out all right oh cool. that's all you give me what's what is that what is that i'm trying i'm giving I, you i'm giving you i, uh, I get you I i'm breaking say, it down all right and you're saying you don't feel it i can't say anything oh, i love you're it, wrong Mike. you should have i something. loved it but why do you like it so much? Oh, you told me that already. Why you like it so much? Again, I think the character you, of Rango is great in the world. Do you? Th- I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, I already said it. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> do you think ten-year-old Mike likes this movie as much as twenty-two-year-old Mike does when he watches it? Yeah, ten-year-old Mike was weird. I think he would have liked this. Really? Movie. I think he would have liked the darkness of the characters. I think he would have liked the animation. I think he would have liked Rango. I, th- I think he would have thought Rango's personality and quirkiness was very funny. I don't know a lot of kids that like want to watch Rango. Now, I'm not referencing my kids, but like, how many kids do you know, Phil? A lot of kids. That's weird. <laughs> but like, I just don't know. Like, that's not a movie. For instance, for example, like when we bring back old movies, right? Don't bring back Rango. Well, that's why I put it on the forgotten cinema list, Mike. <laughs> well, maybe it should stay forgotten. <laughs> I, I think Rango is very unique. I think Rango is very different. I think it's forgotten because I think some parents, hey, like. You said, oh, it's inappropriate. Or, oh, you think you, okay. All right. I think that it doesn't tick the boxes of a Pixar movie. I, but I think Pixar movies, you know, you watch them and they're fantastic. Great, great films. Even Plans, Fire and Rescue. Except for Plans and Cars. The Monsters University. Great, great films and good dinosaurs (laughs) and Monsters U. And I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. What? (laughs) 
It's not. And it's so perfect. It's tough it, to it, you're right. No, watch it. I agree, but it's still a good movie. I'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, you watch these films and, and they're great, but you know where they're going and you know what they are going to be about. And you know the themes uh, of the film because they're almost very, very often very similar themes. Mm-hmm. And, and you watch a film like Rango or we did Monster House the other year. It's like these these films are great and they have this darkness to them and this otherness to them that aren't the same as a Pixar movie or a DreamWorks movie that really wishes it was a Pixar movie. But see, I'm glad you brought that up. A movie like Monster House, a movie like The House with a Clock in Its Walls, a movie that's scary, but for, that has scary elements for kids, that's different than a movie that Rango is not like that. Rango is just is diving into adult dialogue and heady concepts that kids don't get. And it's not it's not where they're scared, but they just are confused. And it's I think it causes some confusion in terms of like a connection to that. Whereas in Monster House, like the house is scary. Right. So kids know I'm scared of that house and wants to eat me. You know, the house is not talking about, you know, it's not doing a, a joke about whatever. It's not doing like a long fear and loathing reference or something like that. It's not doing, you know what I mean? It's not crying. It's not doing like uh, references that you don't get unless you're 15, you know, 16. But I think that the story itself, a kid can get that there's no water, that Rango's a fish out of water, and I guess. Sure. And a chameleon out of water. Ooh. Because it's got no water. Uh, ah, but like there are scenes like where he talks to the weasel, he's going to write him a ticket for prospect. And you know the weasels are going to steal right. that water. Even the kids would know that. Right. And there are certain Looney Tunes type bits that I think they'd enjoy. And I think the overall story makes sense to even a kid. Well, what about now? I get it with them all being air character animals. Right. But then you have him meeting the spirit of the West, which is Clint Eastwood. Right. How, how are kids going to want to get into that? I think he's just a spirit. I think the fact that he's Glenn Eastwood is just for us. I got you. He's a cowboy who Rango has been trying to pretend to be right. the whole movie. I think that was what that's what kids get, get out yeah. of that. And adults get out of it. Oh, he's an actor on set. See, I think we should have we should have had a kid watch this. Some uh, I should have one of my kids watch this and we should have found out how they feel because right now it's we're coming to two adults who watch exactly exactly and i think that maybe and maybe i need to hear what a kid would say in terms of watching this movie and and maybe that'll help me figure out why exactly i don't connect with it yeah the stuff i've said might might be part of it but Mm -hmm. I, i think that we are maybe we're too i don't know we're too old for it to understand I don't know. I try. I it's know. tough. It's tough because I, I, you, when you when we do kids movies or when I watch kids movies, there's some things you're just like, ugh, that's kind of corny. But I'm, then, I, but in the back of your head, you're like, well, that's for kids, right? Yeah, and and, and you, you let it go. But I don't get that feeling with Rango at all. I and that's may- why I like it. But, but see, as like, if I was watching this as a kid, the one thing that because I watched a lot of adult things as a kid as well, I I I would love that they don't pander to me. I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live action movie because it is not made for a kid, but it's a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely made so that dorky teenagers and nerdy 30-year-olds, and and even me today, nerdy 30-year-old 30 years later, can still enjoy it. But I loved that, and I would love that about Rango. I hate being pandered to as a kid. And I I still like things like Nickelodeon. You know, I like Rugrats. I like, you know, Red and Stimpy. But I think today... It's all SpongeBob and just silly jokes and just. SpongeBob's funny. I'm not a huge SpongeBob guy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but just beating you over the head with dumb, just 
They're I, dumb, 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 and not appreciating that kids can understand things. Like kids are smart, especially today. I will say this about SpongeBob. I never got into SpongeBob, obviously, when I was like a teenager or when right. I was because I wasn't a kid when I was out. I was a teenager. So. I was also like one year too old. Yeah. For I ended up watching it a lot because of the kids. Right. And I, you just sit there and you're just like, eh, it's funny. Like you get you get yeah, into it. So you. that might be something that you have yet to experience if that's in your it's in your future. SpongeBob but, is in my future. I'm just saying if no, I'm not <laughs> trying to imply that you should have kids. I'm saying if you ever do right. decide that. Maybe that'll come around on you. Sure, maybe. That. But yeah. you know, I hear you, and I got you. Because I, I think SpongeBob was too late for me. So. I never really gave it a chance, but I just know I it's understand. absurd and silly. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think that's probably why it's forgotten. It's like people want Pixar in their films, and I get it. Pixar is great. People want SpongeBob and, and silliness for their kids, but I think there's a place for kids to watch something like Rango and enjoy it. I think that some kids would enjoy Rango. All right. Well, give me. I know you said um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that's live action. Give me other animated movies that fit this bill. Then it doesn't have to be today's; it could uh, be older ones. Page Master. That's, an, that's not. Is that animated? That's animated. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's something I've been wanting to put on the list for a while. I don't know if you ever could find it. Um, is that Disney? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, there was. That's why Macaulay Culkin goes into the book, the right? The library and the yeah, story. Okay, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think Rescuers Down Under isn't necessarily the most kid-friendly okay. of, of movies. I think Rescuers is, but I think Rescuers Down Under has some adult themes, and the relationship between the two detective mice are definitely more of an adult kind of thing. Adventure mm-hmm. of Tintin? Tintin, yeah. It's more of an adventure, That's, that's a modern thing, but yeah. yeah. But I think that was made to be, let's yeah. see what we can do. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Uh, there was an old cartoon movie called The Halloween Tree, which I think was made in the late 70s, Yep, which is about Halloween, which is, is really creepy. And that, I think, is also something where it's kind of That's animated? adult themes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, teach you about Halloween around the world, but in like a fantasy kind of way. Right. There, there, there are things out there that are kind of geared more toward adults. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ren and Stimpy. I never got into Ren and Stimpy. Right. Yeah. But yeah. But I think there was stuff back then that that works that doesn't that you don't see it today right i mean maybe i just yeah i don't know like you said i think it probably would have been a good idea to have a kid watch this and give their thoughts yeah no that would have been hindsight's 2020 just but like that brief sound that would have helped like us seconds yeah that would have helped us kids movie. well maybe we also we could also just have a kind of a throwback and toss it in there or just kind of like have like a quick 20 minute one where we talk about it yeah but you know, forgotten. What were we call? What were we gonna call our spinoff? Forgotten, forgotten Junior. Forgotten Junior. No, no, no. Forgotten Cinema Junior. Yeah, that would have been good. Still, <laughs> still on the table. Still on the table. All right. So you're saying that. So those same thematic elements that you like, those same, the, the list of movies that you had is probably why it's forgotten because it just you know what I mean. That's oh, what yeah. you're saying. It's, yeah, it's a movie at a time. I, I yeah. think that it's not. Kid me, kid Elise. I know she loves Rango. We would, I think, we would have really liked this movie. But kids now, I don't know. Maybe it's not for kids now. I mean, your kids might also have the same opinion, which is why you're shaded with more of a kid's mind than me, because you're closer to them than right. I am to when I was a kid. Right. You can see what kids like now. So maybe that also shades that you know, my kids would hate this, but my kids would like this. Maybe I don't. That shades I don't know if they would hate it. I just don't think that they might not. Well, maybe my my eight year old, soon to be nine, wouldn't. Just get it. Oh, he might though. He's old enough now. Maybe 
as they get older, they would get into some of the stuff. I mean, he's into like he just started getting into Big Hero Six, and I thought that would be scary for him with all the with the Kabuki dude and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But no, he was fine with that, and he started watching the TV show. So he's he's all watching the Disney Plus show. So he's all into that. Mm-hmm. Um, my middle child's into anime, but not like not like the anime that's like inappropriate, like <laughs> <laughs> the kid anime, like stuff like you know, like the studio uh, Ghibli films and stuff, stuff yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, uh, my oldest, she loves Frozen and stuff like that, but she she doesn't really watch too many. She's fourteen, so now she's all into PG thirteen movies where she yeah. wants to be. No, can watch this, and she's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe like five years ago, they probably I would think they wouldn't be into it. Maybe they'd be into some of the scenes, but they wouldn't kind of like like all this because he has a lot of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, he's he a does. monologue, and it's just, I just think that would just bore them. Bored me sometimes, but I just think it would just they they would lose interest, and that's not that's not solely always in Rango. That's in other stuff too. So that's right. just not Rango's thing. Like it's not like Rango's breaking new ground and boring people. It's it's been done already, you you know. So I, I maybe maybe that would just kind of like turn them off a little. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So we've been talking about why you might not like this movie and exploring the depths of your your psyche. I just want to point out that a fact about the movie's production that they actually filmed this live action yep. before they went into the animation stage and they, all the actors were on set and stuff. Yep. And I think that's a very interesting way to perform your your script and to give the actors more control over their animated characters. Yep. Uh, it's also the first animated feature produced by ILM. Not like they, they actually physically put money up. Uh, it also is is a public health hazard for uh, Breathe California because they regard this film as a public health hazard because there's 60 incidents of smoking in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that, and I, I kind of briefly went over it, uh, the grosses. If you if you know, domestic was 123, worldwide was 245. It clearly did well overseas, and I had broke down some of those numbers. So. It did like 11 million in the UK, 10 in France, Italy, six, Spain, seven, which was surprised. I thought they would do more. Mexico, 10 million. That makes sense. Brazil, five, Australia, 10, and Russia, 11. So it had a big international opening. Right. Which surprised me that there's no sequel or there's no another Verbinski film. You know what I mean? Animated wise. Right. Because it would make, because this made money in international dollars, albeit I understand we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, but. Let's pretend that we're not for a second. Our international <laughs> dollars are even sometimes just as important or even more important than domestic dollars. Is, yeah. So I'm surprised that this doesn't get at least another look in terms of Rango 2 or they let Verbinski do another type of movie. I think a Rango 2 would be super easy because you can just take him and his weird actorness and put him somewhere put else. Put him somewhere else. Put him in a movie, give him another location where it's, you know, a tiny little scaled down society, sure. but it's like outer space or. Make it sci-fi. You can you can bend the genre of movie or spoofing to Rango's will. You can expand the world, do. right? Yeah, no, that 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 would work. That's fine. But in terms of getting Johnny Depp back, in terms of getting Gore Verbinski back, in terms of getting Roger Deakins back, well, that's that's a lot of names you got to get back, and they all have to come together in one. Wasn't Depp? What was the story I read that he was begging people for a job because he couldn't get hired again? What was that? I read that somewhere. He's got. One more Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I know, I know. Regardless uh, of whether people want to boycott him, they're still going to go see him. Well, I, w- Scott, well um, I would think that animated movies would start making a comeback if people aren't, if the production is too expensive 
in terms of safety protocols. Yeah, they could just do it with the voiceover. Right, meet them in a booth. Thing. Yeah, you're separated. I'm su- I wouldn't be surprised if animated if you start seeing a lot more animated. So maybe we'll see Rango too. Electric Boogaloo. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so are we wrapping up? I think we're wrapping up. Okay, it's a short one, but it's fine. Is it a short up? Uh, a little less than average, but not, it's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. We're good. We're good. Sweet. We explored into the psyche of why you didn't like this movie. <laughs> the psyche. And there's nothing wrong with me. Mm, uh, you well, didn't like Rango. So what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just why don't kidding. you tell everyone where they can find us <laughs> so I can just sit here and coolly stare at you? You can find my body at the uh, end of the middle. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on ForgottenCinema.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Forgotten Cinema Pod. We post pretty much, we'll post every day. I'm not going to say I do or we do. It's all him. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Commercials every, th- <laughs> commercials every Thursday. They're pretty fun. He doesn't even share the posts. Go ahead. <laughs> he, no, he shares them at 3 a.m. when everybody's online. <laughs> You want me to share them at seven? When I I'm- want you to share them when they need to be shared, not when you wake up in the afternoon and nobody's out there. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to go anymore. Good. Uh, Your SEO sucks. Forgotenentertainment.com, <laughs> Forgotenentertainment.com, all the social medias. You can find us wherever our podcast is available. Rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us out a ton. It does. And join us next week as we're going to be going to the 90s. The 90s? Eh, whatever. The Trigger Effect, written it's and directed by David Cab. It is the nice. This starring. is your movie, man. It is my movie. I put it on the list. Uh, I'm pretty sure brother doesn't like it, but what does he know? He liked Rango. Starring Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin, Elizabeth Shue, and Dermot Maroney. Join us for The Trigger Effect next week. I am Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema. Go ahead, do it. Do the Rango. No. Oh, oh you want me to do my Rick Woo. Think- Woo. <laughs> Rango sucks. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, hombres. Place I come from, we kill a man before breakfast just to work up an appetite. Then we salt him. Then we pepper him. Then we braise him in clarified butter. And then we eat him. You eat him? That's what I said! Hell, I seen things make a grown man lose control of his glandular function. You spend three days in a horse carcass living off your own juices. It'll change a man. Oh, yeah. Got a few extra aces in this deck, Jeff. Just the way I like it. So no, my Harrison's little rodent friend, I am not from around these parts. You might say I'm from everywhere there's trouble brewing and hell waiting to be raised. You might say I'm what hell's already raised up. Name's Rango. Rango.